It's time for To The Max Sports, where we talk about sports. They're just two guys, Max and Drew, in a bar talking all things sports. Well, without the bar. And the beer. Wait, why aren't we in the bar? Hello, 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 and welcome to To The Max Sports. Y'all know what time it is. It's time for To The Max Sports, a Thanksgiving edition. Um, so we both went one and three last week, Bob, on our picks. I, my lock of the week did not cover, but I am lodging a formal complaint against the NFL. And how are you doing, Bob? How are we doing this week? Why are you lodging a formal complaint? Well, how are you doing first? I'm doing fine, and I have and I have no formal complaint to lodge. Okay, I was going to pull up the videotape. You guys can pull it up if you're watching the show. Miami, I do not understand the refereeing in today's NFL. I can't tell you how many countless times this year I've watched the video evidence. I've said this is going to happen, and it's the complete opposite. Has it happened to you this year? The, the only one is was my boys and that unsportsmanlike hitting a defenseless receiver for my team. Well, my play, which affected, again, another line, affected my like of the week. Uh, the Miami receiver catches a bubble screen, bubble screen, clearly has the ball possession-wise. There's no bobbling. Okay. Turns, take an, takes an athletic step, ball pops out, Miami defender recovers it, Runs it back for a touchdown. After further review, they overturned the play. Okay. That's a video that you can pull up on YouTube. I was going to pull it up and show, but for the brevity of time, we won't. couple plays later, I'm watching the Detroit-Chicago Bear game. Same side of the field, Justin Fields. Throws a bubble screen. Guy catches the ball. Turns around. Ball is fumbled. Plays not overturned, plays not reviewed. I mean, people can pull this up on YouTube. It's it's virtually the same play, different uniforms, different outcomes. Well, first of all, every turnover is reviewed. I mean, there may not be an official review, but right, there, it wasn't a formal timeout. Yeah, but but there is a review on every turnover. There's also a review on every scoring play. Now. That whole athletic move or football move, that is so entirely subjective. And and what's an athletic move to one person may not be an athletic move to another person. And see, that's, you know, the whole reason for this replay that we had talked about was it was supposed to eliminate the ambiguity of calls that the referees were making on the field. Okay. And I would submit to you that it's actually almost as bad, if not worse, than the old days. Because now it's just a constant review that appears to me as if, like, you just use the operative word, subjective. And that makes it worse. I, I think where we are technology-wise and what we can see on replay is so much better than what we saw 30 years ago. So we can see stuff in replay that we never were able to see. And it it's an evolving thing and referees are not are are not unfallible robots. Even even the guys in the booth, even the guys on the replay teams, 
they're not unfallible. They will make mistakes. It's just that we have so much access to highlights. We have so much access to everything that we see all the mistakes now. I mean, in, in 1976, if you weren't, if you didn't have the pleasure of getting your team or the game that you wanted to watch that weekend on the national broadcast, you had no idea what was going on. I think the part that pains me the most is that the 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 referees are literally with with the laundry on the field, and then these subjective video replay calls—they're affecting a large percentage of the games that you know the people are wagering on. And there are a lot of rumblings. You know, you hear it every year that you know the NFL's fixed or they're. They're throwing laundry on the field to keep these games close. But, you know, I'll submit to you that Miami play, that was an egregious error. I mean, it's – go back and review it. I I popped up the uh, Google video immediately afterwards because I said there's they're gonna there's going to be some griping about that one. And, yeah, and, and sure enough, there was, you and, know. No, and, and, you're, and you're absolutely right that, 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 that there is griping. The, the, whole, the whole side of NFL football fandom – that says these games are fixed. Uh, whoever you are out there, if you're listening to this podcast, which if you're hearing my voice, you are. If you think the NFL is fixed and the fixes are in, you're a blathering, blathering conspiracy theory idiot. And you just need to shut up and go like get meatloaf from mom. Okay. Well, I'm not going to shut up because I'm, <laughs> I'm making a conspiracy pick right now. There is no way in Hades that the NFL does not allow the Chiefs in the Super Bowl this year. Take away the silly regular season loss they just had. That's gold. That that memo's coming down. We are going to have Taylor Swift, the most iconic figure. I could care less about it. No, 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 no. The the Chiefs will be in the Super Bowl. There's there's actually a realistic possibility the Broncos pass the Chiefs in that division. The Uh, Chiefs will be in the Super Bowl this year. I mean, there's no way the NFL lets that opportunity escape them. The Ravens, no way. The Ravens, the Dolphins, you know, uh, uh, (laughs) that's just my conspiratorial mind. Hard at work. Guys, stick around till the end of the show. We do have a lock of the week. I got a college lock that I'm not playing. I'll tell you why. Stick around for that. And then my NFL locks. Okay. Okay. And last week, neither of us did particularly well. No, we finished one and three. We're now, you're, but folks, you got to remember, there's people out there that aren't picking against the spread that don't have 500 records. We're going against legitimate NFL spreads every week. Bob, you slid down to 20 and 21. Believe it or not, by God, you losing, I'd, I'd, I'm, I'd, I'm kind I'd, of making up ground on you. I'm I'd like, 19 to, and I'd like to be 21 again. Oh, God, wouldn't we all? <laughs> Especially now that allergy season has officially hit San Antonio, and I've got a whiff of that stiff north cedar pollen breeze, and I feel like Hades on a ham sandwich. I'm sorry. I don't have allergies of anything, so I really have no idea what you're going through. I hate you, Bob. There's a lot of people that say that. <laughs> you want to do uh no, I don't hate you. You're a great guy. <laughs> I don't care what Mike says about you. Yeah. Right, right now. Uh, yeah, I'm still in a, I'm still in a, uh, a text fight. Text and, 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 and we can actually talk about this cause it is, it is kind of germane to what's going on in college football right now. 
Yeah, I've got out of text. Well, about the only text I, wars I get into now are text wars. I got out of Facebook wars. I got out of Twitter wars. I'm not changing any minds and probably not on someone's text wars either, but we can war about the, the picks this week if you want. Okay. And now I was going to talk about some Brady news. Okay, let's let's talk about some Brady news because I really don't care and I want it to be done as quickly as possible. I don't care. I, I, I uh, fuck. I I mean I I he's out of the game. Let him be out of the game. Let him do his things with whatever his kids or I I just don't care. I did. I anyway. mean I actually agree with a lot that he's saying. He was on Stephen A. Smith's podcast. Uh, one of the things that. He mentions, of course, you know, he's been out a year and he's he's already in the back in my day. But some of the things that, that he brought up to me are legitimate, legitimate beefs as my app slowly populates. Okay. <laughs> hey, well, let's do the picks and then we'll get to the Brady because it's moving very slow. I mean, it, yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, it's going to be a, it's going to be a crazy week. I mean, we have the we have the Thanksgiving Day games, we have the Thanksgiving yeah. night game, and now we have a Black Friday game. That's cool, and the picks don't get any easier. I will say that. Well, there's one pick they that's pretty not. easy. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> what do we got on Turkey Day, Bob? Okay, we have the Packers on the road at the Lions. Packers Lions. Pa- uh, the Lions are giving seven and a half. And back in the day, you could just, uh, you know, expect the Lions to shit the bed on Thanksgiving, but... You can't this year. can't this year. You really can't this year. I mean, if I'm playing this, I buy the half point. Um, I, I'm not a fan of love. I haven't been all year. I think he's overrated. Does he have his moments? Yeah. But the Lions, uh, you know, they're a legitimate team this year. I will take... On a friendly uh, bet that we're doing, since we're doing primetime games, give me the Lions. Okay, I'm going the other way. Divisional game, the Packers are slowly starting to play better. And while I like Dan Campbell, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay down and say it's a divisional game, and give me the Packers, and I'll take the points. And I'm not necessarily saying that's a bad bet. Yeah, I am saying if you play it, that hook could kill you. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Give me a Lions of seven and a okay. half. The next game, we have the Washington Commies on the road with the Dallas. I don't even know what they are as a football team team these days. So, and it's Dallas giving 12 and a half to a divisional mate. So this is my divisional game that <laughs> I say, you know, if you're getting double digits points with a team that's capable of scoring points, which I think you could agree to an extent. Washington is capable of scoring points. I think so. Give me 12 and a half and uh, I'll take Washington plus 12 and a half. Oh, yeah. I mean, this could very easily be a blowout game, but I don't trust the Cowboys on a, on a, against the divisional foe. It, it could very well turn out to be that way, but I don't predict it. So I'm, I'm going to take the 12 and a half and take the uh, commies. I mean, this is, could even be a bet potentially if you wanted to have a little fun, fun money. Take Washington outright and back up the Brinks truck if they could win it outright. Oh, I don't. I, th- I, I, do, I, I, don't. I do. I do think Revere's tenure with Washington's over. 
Uh, I felt that way after they kind of fire-selled their defense a couple weeks ago. But you still say, you still say he has a chance. I, he's going to be reevaluated. The whole organization is being reevaluated in the next offseason with the new owner. My, the one, the one thing that gives me pause, the Cowboys have beat every team they've played this season that has a record below 500. Well, They're, so did Miami. Well, Miami did win. They didn't cover. They've lost every game with a team that was above 500. They beat the bad teams and lose to the good teams, which if you're a Cowboys fan, just, just, just put the hotline number on speed dial. Cause you're going to need it. But so, yeah. but, but, th- but this game is kind of like, I, again, the reason why I'm taking the commanders, I just think they're just going to win and, and, and leave out or, or, or the commanders are going to just like totally shit to bed and give up a lot of stuff. If this yeah. is a blowout, it's, it's the commander's fault for doing stupid things than anything else. And I can agree with you. Couldn't agree with you more on that. I mean, 12 and a half, say the commander score a touchdown, 19 and a half to nothing right off the bat. And Dallas has scored three touchdowns to cover. They could, they might, but I don't think they will. Yeah, they could again. So we agree on that, 12 and a half. Yeah. So the final game on Thanksgiving, the, the game on NBC, the Thanksgiving night game, 49ers on the road at the Seahawks. Now, this is an interesting line. A rematch last year. It's a very interesting line because the 49ers are giving away seven on the road to a team that up until before last weekend, they were tied with in first place in their division. Right, and touting as this this team that could unseat the Niners in the division. Yeah. Seattle seems to be regressing for whatever reasons. I've always said Seattle at home, like KC at home, is is tough. That hadn't been so much the case. Yeah, the last, the last couple, couple years. years, exactly. I just don't know if Carroll can create enough karma magic to cover what I see as a team. I don't know what the Super Bowl line is. I'm all in at this point with 49ers and winning the Super Bowl, even though I said what KC's got. <laughs> <laughs> going to be in it because of Taylor Swift, but give me the 49ers against a Seattle team playing at home, giving seven and a half. 49ers are giving seven. Giving, I mean. Yeah. Getting. Seattle yeah, getting Seattle's seven getting, and a half yeah, at home. It's a home dog. Yeah. Home dog. And okay. 49ers are a juggernaut. I think, you know, the Seahawks are going to be without Geno Smith. He looks like he has a pretty significant injury. It's going to keep him out for a little bit of time. Wasn't aware of that. Uh, the, the only thing, if Seattle can do this, get Brock Purdy out of rhythm. Now, I mean, it's almost an obvious thing to say that. You take a quarterback out of rhythm and – they're going to have they're going to have issues. Brock Purdy sometimes has bigger issues when he's taken out of rhythm. In rhythm, he may very well be the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Yeah, De- definitely statistically, he's had, no, he had two, a great game last week. Two weeks in a row, yeah. perfect passer rating. But I told you a couple pods ago, the kids the kids are all right. Okay, fair enough. I think I had more confidence at different points of the season with Brock Purdy than you did. I did, and I think some of my unconfidence is he does take chances downfield when I don't think he should. He forces the ball in a little bit here and there, and yes, when he's out of rhythm, it's bad. 
or has the potential to be bad. He just needs to be lifted up by the rest of the team. But right now, the team really isn't fighting any injuries. I think we may have one injury on the offensive line. So all of our weapons there, damn, that is a potent offense. Yeah, if they jump out to a big lead, Seattle just does not have the offensive capability to uh, to climb back in it. So you got a 12-14 nothing lead, first quarter, 49ers, forget yeah. about it. It could very well be a blowout. So then we move to Friday, the first playing of a Black Friday football game. Miami Dolphins on the road to the Jets. Miami's giving nine and a half. These are big lines. All of them are big lines. For me, the 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 Jets are good on are good on defense. They just benched Wilson. I think they're going to be abysmal on offense. <laughs> the only points that they're going to put up on the board are going to be defense, putting boards uh, points up up on up on the board. No, g- give me the Dolphins lay the points. I don't trust the Jets at all. What's the over under in that game? Forty and a half, and I think the Dolphins have the potential to do it all on their own. Yeah, I mean, the Jets have a wonderful defense, but you just can't stay on the field for 40 minutes in a game and and have them survive. Miami's been a bit of a disappointment since that, that blowout Bronco win offensively. They've kind of sputtered here and there, and they got some talented players. Yeah, but, but they're another one of these teams that does really well against weak teams, and the Jets are a weak team. Jets are abysmal. Absolutely okay. abysmal. Okay, fair Give me enough. Miami so plus nine or minus. Uh, yeah, Miami minus nine and a half. They're at home. No, they're on the road. They're at, at the Jets. Jets in MetLife Stadium. It's gonna be forty-seven degrees. Okay, the Sunday night game, which has the potential to be a pretty good game. At least the line is tighter. Ravens on the road at the LA Chargers. Ravens are eight and three. Chargers are four and six. Baltimore is favored by three and a half on the road, and the over under is pretty pretty goodly up. Goodly got yeah, goodly up there, forty seven and a half. Goodly, goodly. It's a new word. Mm. Uh, I'd probably play the over on that. <sighs> Give me the Ravens before I change my mind. What's the line again? Three and a half. I mean, I just think they have more talent. Herbert can can score some points, but, you know, I'm not impressed too much with the Charger defense. I think the Ravens are kind of coming into form, you know, albeit their they're loss uh, last and, week. But, well, the, did you watch Staley's post, post-game conference, post-game press conference? I did not. He, in essence, threw his entire team yeah. under the bus. He said, it's my scheme, my scheme works. It's all, you know, it's all on me. You know, my scheme works. The defense is good. That's, you know, that's, those are the calls to the plays that I call blah, 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 blah. But he basically yeah. subtly blamed his entire team. And I don't think that's going to be lost, uh, you know, lost on those players. Not at all. I think that uh, three coaches are probably gone during the offseason. Revere, Staley, and then Tampa Bay's coach. They'll be gone. I think you're also forgetting Chicago. I don't think Eberflus is long for this world either. Probably not. And I have a prediction because we'll we'll talk about it as we talk and talk college football about the future home of somebody who's right now in college. That will be interesting. Okay. Stick around. And the final game, 
involving one of the teams, which I think is a landing spot for the aforementioned uh, college guy. Raiders. The Bears on the road at the Vikings. Bears, Vikes. Interesting game. The Bears are, to use your your word, abysmal. Abysmal. The The Vikings are laying three and a half at home. Go ahead, Bob. Your turn. Can I wash my hair this night? <laughs> I don't. I we thought I, Dobbs would come back down to earth, but he didn't. Is this his come back down to earth game? I think this is a this is a weird, 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 weird week. I think the I I actually think the Bears win this game. You know, I'm just going to go strictly on intuition, although the Bears have every reason to lose for the rest of the season and hope the Carolina Panthers do the same. But having said that, pride aside, uh, I'll take the Bears. Yeah, I'll take the Bears This is a game I'm playing under protest because I have to pick it. Because it's a prime time game. I know. And so, so what was your what was your lock? Did we already go through it? No, I got a lock here for you. Okay. Uh, Jacksonville, Houston. What's the line on that one right now? Uh, where is that game? It's a Sunday afternoon game, I believe. There it is. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's twelve o'clock Central Time. Uh, the line is Jacksonville favored by two. That line's changed. I still kind of like it. I took the line at one when it came out. Love Jacksonville to cover this, to win outright. C.J. Stroud playing incredible MVP talk, possibly rookie of the, well, not possibly, will be the rookie of the year. But he's, he's the last the lock, couple yeah. games, he's thrown four TDs and three interceptions. So I think Jacksonville's rounding into form. I think that game against the 49ers was kind of a, a reset form as far as, yeah. hey, this is this is where we're at right now. We've definitely got to get better to compete against upper echelon. I like Jacksonville. I like them to cover relatively handy and avenge their loss to Houston a couple of weeks ago. Okay. I I I, I I don't pick against you or put down a, an official pick against your lock of the week, but you're wrong. Okay. <laughs> you lodge a protest against my lock of the week. Carolina, what's the line on the Carolina game? This one may surprise you. Uh, Tennessee, they're, go- they're on the road at Tennessee. <laughs> Titans are three and seven. Uh, Tennessee is favored by three and a half just because you have to put a line on a game. <laughs> My other lock of the week, Carolina, plus three and a half. <sighs> Tennessee is absolutely abysmal offensively on the road. Uh, Carolina's abysmal <laughs> offensively everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I have a feeling that being at home, that they do pick up an ugly, ugly, like 16 to 12 win. Give me Carolina as my lock of the week. Okay. Uh, the other, the other on on another game which we're not going to pick. Your Bengals are home dogs against the Steelers. They should be. Yeah, it's. I mean, as as much as as much as a coach wants to say he has, you know, faith in 
in his backup, yeah, you're going to regress without Burroughs. There's and, a lot of talk of, of us possibly just throwing in the towel and getting a better draft pick and in the first round taking an offensive tackle, second round taking a tight end, third round offensive tackle, fourth round offensive tackle, fifth round a running back, sixth round a running back, seventh round a offensive tackle. He's around the tight end. How about drafting a full-time orthopedist just for Burroughs? Yeah, the injury thing, uh, It's and these are injuries that you can't blame on his own line either. I mean, the own line's held up this year. Yeah, it's... They, yeah, you know, they it's, haven't... But, it's, it's unfortunate, but damn, AFC North. But I'll tell you, typical, killing it. typical Bengals karma, the minute we sign a guy to a, to a long-term contract, forget about it. Even with the Reds, they had a guy, his name was Homer Bailey, pitched a no-hitter. I called him home run Bailey because this guy gave up a home run like every two pitches. They signed him to this ridiculous $100 million contract, which if anyone has followed the Cincinnati Reds, they don't do that. I think the guy proceeded to win like nine more games his entire career, but hopefully Joe can break the curse of the... uh, the long-term huge contract. We could see. I mean, I mean, down down the road a little bit. You you have another team that's spent two hundred and forty million dollars on a guy. The Watson thing. And that's not looking playing. good either. You know, um, the quarterback or the quarterback, the uh, wide receiver for the Bengals, um, Jamar Chase. Chase. He played his college football with Justin Jefferson. Okay. Justin Jefferson's a free agent. Apparently, rumor has it some phone calls have been made to Justin Jefferson by Chase saying, hey, man, would you be willing to take a cut and pay if I do? And we can play with another LSU quarterback named Joe Burrows, and we can create a super team. Can you imagine Jefferson? I mean, I don't know. Burrows I mean, I mean are, you, Chase? are you sitting there in the middle of December Walking outside in Minneapolis going, damn, it's cold, and damn, do I love playing under a dome. It's it's an interesting thought. <laughs> Jefferson, Chase, and Burroughs, all LSU, reunited in Cincinnati for an yeah. offensive super team. Yeah. 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 Dreamers can dream. Fair enough. Fair enough. Dreamers can also dream about my other lock. It's a college lock, which... I will give out, but I won't be playing because I don't play teams I'm emotionally attached to. Let's talk about the game. It's rivalry week in college with the headliner, Ohio State and Michigan. Mm -hmm. Bob, plus three, Ohio State against Michigan in in Ann Arbor. Well, with with a line that tight, if you if you pick Ohio State, you also have to you also have to have some confidence that they're going to win and just and just not get a cover of three points. That being said, it's going to be an interesting game because what I predict is it's going to be Michigan winning the game. And it's going to be one possession or less. Um, so I see it being like Michigan by six points. For me, it's even more interesting in the CFP rankings to see if Ohio State loses that game on the road by say two points. And despite people I know that have a slavish devotion to the undefeated team should be the higher ranked team. If Ohio State loses by two points, they're still top three in the country. 
there's no other team that, that, that objectively could be called better than Ohio State. Now, if Michigan loses this game at home, yeah, they're, they're out of contention for whatever, and, and Jim Harbaugh, Harbaugh can move on and coach the Bears next year. Um, you heard it first. Well, it's it's either the for me it's either the Bears or uh, San Diego, uh, not San Diego, L.A. Chargers. Yeah. Those, I think I think the Raiders possibly. That's that's too many crazy people in one organization. I mean, good point. You have a crazy owner. You're gonna have a crazy coach. Well, and you don't in Chicago. You have an you, you have an incompetent owner and incompetent front office. I don't I don't think they're crazy. I just think they're incompetent. Maybe make Harbaugh GM coach. Nope that that doesn't work. I'm looking at you, you New England. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I. So wait, so did you give us the lock? I haven't yet. Please, so so please who are you do. taking in the Michigan? I'm I'm taking Michigan. Laying the points, even though I think this could be an even tighter game than the points, but I'm taking Michigan. I I think the Michigan team is going to come out and play over their heads, pissed off at Petiti and the Big Ten for doing what they're doing. There's a couple of things I've looked at because this game is always marked on your calendar if you're a Buckeye fan. Anyone <laughs> who knows me, who's followed the show, knows I'm a Buckeye. Just watch how I end every show. I've got some concerns about this game, so let's just break it down. At quarterback, Kyle McCord, J.J. McCarthy. McCarthy's a better quarterback. He's got more experience, edged quarterback. Offensive line, Michigan's got a really good offensive line that's up for the big college award. We've got a good one. Michigan has a great one. Edge, Michigan. Defense. Both defenses are very sound, very solid, very good. I've watched both all year. I've watched Michigan's. Michigan has a better defense. Mm-hmm. Running back. I'm going to give that a push. With Corum and Travion Henderson, we'll call that a push. Wide receiver, Marvin Harrison, probably a number one, number two, definitely a number three pick in the NFL. Mm-hmm. That's Marvin Harrison Jr. I'll give the slight edge to... My Buckeyes, home field advantage, definitely an advantage. Give that to Michigan. Head coach, going to give the head coach advantage to Harbaugh. One, I don't think coaches make a just. I, I kind of think it's overhyped, the win-win for the Gipper. But I do think Michigan right now, and the players love Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of a us-against-them mentality, which – our coach has been trying to formulate uh, at times, but but it's. I will say that our coach makes some head scratching calls at some weird times in games. So I'm going to give the head coaching edge in this game to Michigan. Having said that, it's a lock. If you want to bet it, I won't. I do not play teams I'm emotionally attached to. Do I want Ohio State to win this with my heart and my soul? Absolutely. At the end of the day, it kills me. It breaks my heart. I hope I'm wrong. Michigan 27-16 in a low-scoring game. I probably will put a few uh, pennies on the under in this game. 27-16, that, that type of loss knocks Ohio State out of the top four. I just don't think we have the um, 
I don't think our quarterbacks, he hasn't shown me that he's capable of stepping up and winning, especially a game of this magnitude. Okay. Winning a game of this magnitude. Okay. I, I, I'm, I, I think you're right on the whole thing of rallying around the coach or, you know, the, the coach trying to manufacture drama of us versus them. I, I think back to like, um, uh, to anything Saban has ever said about the, the rat poison and all that and trying to manufacture motivation for the Michigan team. I don't think they need to man- manufacture anything. I think Petiti did it all on his own. So I plus the fact they're returning so many players that beat up on Ohio state last year. Yeah. Sands the sign stealing. Now that could be our motivation. Hey guys, let's go in here. You know, let's kick these guys while they're down. They're cheaters so on and so forth. But I think Michigan has more motivation on the back end of what's going on off the field yeah. than, say, Ohio State does. And oh, I'm yeah. just keeping it real. And Just trying to keep and it real. And some other stuff came down last week, and that whole sign-stealing thing is their linebackers coach has been fired for cause. He is right now looking like the ringleader of this sign-stealing mechanism. Well, there's got to be a fall guy. I say, I don't think he's a fall do, guy. Do we go after Reagan or Ollie North? I, I think you're right, but I don't but I don't think this guy is a fall guy. I think he is the ringleader. I really do believe that Harbaugh had no knowledge of what was going on. I find that very hard to believe. I do believe when he heard sniffs of what's going on. So what's the word you always say? I forget it. The, the knowledge or subjective the and and the, and this is this is again is where the Big Ten screwed up. The Big Ten doesn't have a policy that says you impute knowledge to the coach, that you don't have to prove actual knowledge. You just say he should have known, therefore he did. They don't have that policy. They don't have that rule. That's at the NCAA level, which means the NCAA needs to needs to weigh in discipline. Yeah, but there the NCAA never moves fast enough to do something in season. Petiti thought he needed to do it, I think, to retain credibility with the rest of the conference. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's bullshit. I think at the end of the day, Bob, the NCAA will have an investigation and what Harbaugh's underlings tell them is really going to decide the entire case. And they're either going to take one on the sword for Harbaugh or just tell the truth. At the end of the day, just tell the truth. And if the truths bear out the facts that Harbaugh was aware of this, and so be it. And if they don't, then you know he's exonerated. But but for NCAA for NCAA discipline, they don't need they, the NCAA doesn't need to prove any knowledge. They don't, and I don't think they will. And Harbaugh won't be a coach in the in NCAA next season. He will not be on the sidelines for Michigan. Yeah, I do believe that regardless of whatever comes out, that Harbaugh's gone. Which it's kind of sad because I'm a, at the end of the day, I am a Big Ten fan. And whatever helps, you know, and he has turned the program around, coincidentally, after the sign stealing, but that's okay. Anything that elevates the Big Ten makes me happy. A lot's going to be answered here in the next week as far as all these games. Yeah, very true. Now, for all you Washington lovers out there, for all you Husky apologists and Pac-12 apologists, the loser of this game as long as it's close, which I think it will be, the loser of this game is still better than you. Yep. And just, do you could take some solace that the committee is still going to put put you guys through if you remain undefeated, 
and will probably just punt on it and say, the undefeated team is a better team than the other one. And totally, totally disregard things like nobody's going to watch the Huskies play in a CFP semifinal because nobody watches the Pac-12 on a national level. Nobody. So, and and that's kind of what I look at for CFP, and it sometimes irritates me that, that, that they don't think of it this way. It's a television program. It's a television show. You're looking for ratings. Washington doesn't pull in viewers, doesn't pull in eyeballs. Yeah. And they're not a better team than Ohio State or Michigan or Alabama. The way Alabama's been playing. Well, we'll we'll, we'll know, and there will be a lot of clarity when we meet next week. Anything else, Bob? No, I think that's pretty much it. Until then, everyone have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week when everything's clarified, especially the uh, new rankings will be out. We'll see if we're above the 500 line in our uh, against the spread picks. Yeah, a lot of games this week for us to go even worse or maybe (laughs) recover. Yeah. Until then, folks. OH. Peace out.